You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. One day I was having a date with my wife, and I do that every week, by the way. I see some wives just staring at their husbands right now. (laughs) I've been doing it for 20 years almost. And usually it's just a simple restaurant, you know, simple eatery. We're happy with that. But once in a blue moon, I will splurge. I'd go to a, we'd go to a fancy restaurant. Do you know how to know if a restaurant is posh? High-end, fancy. You want to know? Ask me how. If the plate is big. And the food is tiny. And you you need a magnifying... Where's the food? Oh, it's there. It's there. I thought it was just you're serving me a plate. My gosh, you spend so much with this little thing in the middle. You know, and they... But they arrange it so well. Like there's syrup here, you know, reds you know, nicely placed, and you've got little stuff, you know, one leaf on the other side, and you're not supposed to eat it. You're supposed to take a picture and post it in Instagram. That's what you do. So, so there, there we were, and we, were, we, we finished the food very easily, you know, just done, like one gulp, two gulps, that's it. And then, oh, dinner's finished. <laughs> you know, so, so we, we, I called the waiter, and I said, you know, the bill, please. He comes up to me. And you know what he said? Brother Bo, there's nothing to pay. And I said, why? And he said, the couple in the other table, before they left, they paid for the bill. Wow, I was stunned. I was so grateful. You know, I told my wife, sweetheart, from now on, Wherever that couple eats, we're going to tail them. Like, like we're just going to appear every time. Every time it's our date, we're, oh, you're here again. Now, but, 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 what if I was not grateful? What if I was grumpy that night? What if I told the waiter, what? They paid for my food? Do they think I'm poor? Do they think I can't afford this food? Hello? This is an insult to my dignity. I insist on paying for my food. You know, I mean, it's possible I respond in that way if I have some missing brain cells or if I was an arrogant jerk. But no, I was so grateful. But then, it, it, you know, that, that whole thing, I was just reflecting. I think... There are a lot of people, me included, we, we respond in that way to God's fantastic forgiveness. We insist on paying for our own sins. It's true, there's, there's something like, there's the adult in us. We want to be a responsible adult. And here's our problem. Ask me, what's our problem? We want to be our own punisher. We want to punish ourselves for the mistakes we've done. We want to suffer. 
And I'm not, I'm not, I've seen this again and again and again. Believe me. I've been in ministry for 39 years. I've, there was this one woman, lovely woman. You know, her beauties, what you see in ads. It's like I was looking at her and I was saying, you know, did you walk off a billboard? <laughs> she, she was, she was lo- beautiful. But then as I was talking to her, I sensed deep within an ugliness. And true enough, she started telling me the story of the horrible men that she got involved with. Abusive men, addicted men. And as she was telling me this story, I wanted to ask, Girl, why are you punishing yourself? It was like, can I give a caricature? If there were two suitors in front of her, one dignified, diligent, disciplined, debonair, the other one, volatile, violent, vampire. She will choose the vampire. And, and I say, what? Her, her family would be up in arms. What are you doing? You're out of your mind. Why are you choosing that guy? Well, she's operating on autopilot. As she began to talk with me, I learned one thing. She made mistakes in the past, a long time ago. She still can't forget it. And she cannot forgive herself. Do you know why she's choosing jerks? Do you know why she's choosing horrible men? Ask me why. Because she thinks she deserves them. Because she wants to be punished. She wants to go through her suffering, to pay for her mistakes. It's absolutely nuts. Here's what I learned. Everybody say, I'm listening. We don't get what we deserve. We get what we think we deserve. That's a huge difference. And if you think you deserve suffering, you will choose. You will make wrong decisions. You will go with wrong people. You will, you will have wrong habits. Why? In order to punish yourself. This is all subconscious, by the way. This is not a conscious thing. That's what I said. It's like an autopilot. It's like the subconscious taking over. Are you listening to what I'm saying? There was this guy in the Bible who wanted to punish himself. One day, there was this bunch of fishermen and they fished the whole night and could not catch one. And then Jesus came and He said, fish again. Go to deeper waters, lower the net. And lo and behold, a miracle happened. So much fish, fish galore, abundance. The nets were about to break. The boats were about to sink because there was so much fish. And Peter he runs to Jesus, and this is what he says. Let's read that. Luke chapter 5. When Simon saw what had happened, he fell on his knees before Jesus and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Now, I want you to look at this. That the, I am a sinful man. It's true. God wants us to admit we are sinners. Yes or no? But it's the first line that's, problematic. Go away from me, Lord. In the midst of God's lavish love, in the midst of God's expression of miracle and abundance and goodness, He says, no, no, I'm, I'm bad. I'm bad, Jesus. Good things should not happen to me like this miracle. 
No. And, and he, he was refusing God's love. You know where, where this is rooted? Ask me where. In Peter's God picture. Everybody say God picture. I'll talk more about this in, whole, in the Holy Week retreat. I'm going to just detail it even more. But I, I just want to mention it right now. You and I have a God picture in our hearts, in our minds. There are 3,500 people in this room. Therefore, there are 3,500 God pictures. All of them different from one another. Ask me why they're different. Because your God picture was formed when you were a kid from your parents. Your parents were your first God picture. And then as you grew up, you started learning more about God. And through those experiences, your God picture began to shape up. And depending on your experiences, you could have a wrong, very distorted God picture, or you can have a very right picture of who God is. Maybe Peter had a God picture, and this is my guess. I haven't talked to Peter, so I don't know. But maybe, maybe his God picture is a God holding a stick. Aha, you're a bad boy. Boink. Maybe that's his God picture. That's why he could not understand. Why is Jesus performing a miracle for me? I'm bad. You see, we become like the God that we worship. You become like your God picture. If your God is a punisher, you also become a punisher. And you want to punish yourself. Why? That's the God that you worship. But here... Peter was so disoriented when the miracle happened. He, he, he was discombobulated. He, I like using that word. Discombobulated. Can you say that? Discombobulated tomorrow when you go to office. You know? And, 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 and when there's, there's chaos all around you, you say, I feel discombobulated. Feels good. Anyway, back to the story. Peter felt discombobulated by disoriented. Ask me why. Because, because he expected God to hit him with a belt. God was hitting him with a blessing. He, he expected punishment. God was giving him provision. He expected maltreatment. God was giving him a miracle. And it, why? His God picture could not fit his God experience. He was experiencing God right there. The boats were about to sink. The, the nets were about to tear because of so much fish. There were poor fishermen who could not catch fish. They had no fish to bring home to their families. And all of a sudden, this guy performs a miracle for them. Disorientation. Hello, my God picture does not fit this God experience. Jesus. He tells Jesus, go away, Jesus, go away. Jesus does not go away. Peter was giving up on Jesus. Jesus was not giving up on Peter. Does this sound familiar? And Jesus says, Luke 5, don't be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. Peter looked at himself as a sinner. Jesus saw himself, yes, as a sinner, but also as a saint and a saint maker. You will catch people. You'll be a fisher of men. Audie was right. God looks at you 
And he sees something very different than what you see in yourself. Do I hear a loud amen? amen? Now this is what happened. Ask me what happened. Three years later. You know what happened? Ask me what happened. After this miracle, three years passed. The same miracle happened. Crucifixion done. Apostles confused, distressed, depressed. Their hero died on the cross. And they went back to fishing. John chapter 21 says they were fishing and they could not catch a fish. Does this sound familiar? Deja vu. Happened all over again. No fish. After fishing the whole night, Jesus, but this time the risen Jesus, walks to them and says, fish some more. Performs the same miracle. Fish galore. Abundance of fish. Nets about to break. Boats about to sink at the weight of the fish. And then Peter sees Jesus. Do you know what Peter said? Ask me what? Did he say, go away Jesus? Like what happened three years ago? No. He responded in a very different way. Let's read. John 21 verse 7. The disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Peter heard that it was the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken his clothes off and jumped into the water. Everybody say, jump. He ran to Jesus. He swam and ran to Jesus. Now, I want you to understand the sequence of events. This was the first time Peter would meet Jesus before, or I'm sorry, after his denial. Dun, 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 dun. You know what happened in the denial, right? Peter, me? Know that guy? That this, this, this bearded dude? No, nope. don't know him. Sorry. Second person. No, no, not. I don't know him. And third, no, me. And then he curses, you know? Ugh, that's SHIT. I don't know the guy. And then all of a sudden, the first meeting, first meeting, risen Jesus performs a miracle. This would be the perfect time to be embarrassed, yes or no? This would be the perfect time to say, go away. But no, he runs to Jesus. Why the difference of reaction from the first time, three years ago, and now? You want to know the difference? You want to know the difference? You want to know what happened? Peter lived with Jesus for three years. Jesus showed to Peter a new God picture. By this time, his God picture has changed. His God picture has changed. That was why he was running to Jesus. And I pray that today, and every time you attend the feast, your God picture is beginning to change. And you see this God. Can I, can I invite you to stand up a bit? And can I, can I ask you to bring out your phone if, if you have it? Just hold it. Don't, don't, just hold it. Just, just make it ready. I'm going to tell you a story before we use your phone. When I was young and handsome, now I'm not so young and hopeful. You know, when I was very young, I didn't have a car. I was single. 
My dad had a car. In fact, he had two cars, an old car and a new car. I have five sisters. All my five sisters use the old car. I, his favorite son, would use the new car. Well, one day I was in a busy intersection. I should have pressed the brake. Instead, I pressed on the accelerator pedal. I hit a car. And when I hit the car, I heard a, I heard a thud, felt the impact. And I said, I wish I borrowed the old car. <laughs> and so, have you ever made, have you ever done something really wrong? And you're supposed to talk to your father or mother. Have you? Do you know the feeling? Do you know how ugly that feeling is? So I, I went home. And, and by that time, dad already knew what happened. And I said, oh boy. What will dad tell me? Will dad say, you know, son, what happened? What did you do? Come on. You know, that's a brand new car. That's my brand new car. And, you know, you shouldn't borrow the old car. I, I didn't know what dad would say. I really didn't. Will he say, from now on, no more borrowing of the car? No. Didn't know. I was there, went to my dad, and I said, Dad, I had an accident. And I remember the first words my father said. Three words. Are you okay? And at that moment, I knew I was more important than his car. In his heart, in his hierarchy of values, I was more important than his car. And that was not all. You think that was great? I have a great dad. I said, yep, I'm okay. This is what my father said. Good. Come on, let's eat. And we had dinner together. No scolding. No screaming. I'll tell you why. You know what some parents do? They want their kids to feel bad. They, you know, they, they want their kids to snap, bucket, you know, and, and 45 minutes of sermonizing, right? They want the kid to feel bad so that they will know the gravity of their mistake. Hey, some kids, I, I knew, I was already feeling bad and my father knew that and he wanted, you see, I am just, I want to thank God that my father gave me the right God picture. There are some of you right now who are, you're crying inside of you. Some of you are crying outside like now and there's tears around, <laughs> uh, flowing down your cheeks. But, but some of you, you're crying deep within because you, that's not your father. That's not your mother. Your, your parents were imperfect people who were raised up, raised up by by. Their own parents who, who were not what I'm just describing to you. They scolded and, and punished. And, and, and for th two, three weeks, they would not talk to their kids as a way of making them know that they've done something wrong. God is not like that. I want to announce to you, God, when He looks at you, He doesn't even look at what you did wrong. 
He just looks at you and enjoys looking at you because He loves you. You're His son. You're His daughter. And this is what we're going to do. I want to declare to you right now that God forgives you. If you're Catholic, go to confession. You know why? Because in confession, the community, represented by the priest, will pray for you. And you receive blessing and healing. God forgives you. You need to learn to forgive yourself. Cell phone. Front camera, please. Front camera. Okay. Okay, get over the fact that you look good. Just, yeah, I mean. But it's awkward sometimes to look at yourself, but can you do that? Just look at yourself and then say these words. Can you record it if you can? I'm not kidding. I'm just recorded. Why not? It's a powerful moment. Okay. Tell yourself. Look at yourself and say, God loves you. God is crazy for you. And I love you too. God forgives you. And I declare that I forgive you too. Amen. Keep that in your memory. Anytime you feel, you feel crummy for any mistakes you've done in the past and you want to pay, I want you to believe this. God is telling you now, there's nothing to pay. There's nothing to pay. And let's, let's lift up our hands if that's a comfortable posture for you. If, if not, it's okay. You know, whatever posture you want to take. Just say this after me. Father in heaven, thank you for the amazing love that you have for me. I cannot measure, I cannot describe how much you love me. Teach me to forgive myself and love myself the way you love me so that I can give this love and give this forgiveness to the people around me. Father, my dear friends, this is a very, very important point for some of you. For the past days, weeks, months, years, you look back into your life and you see failures and you see mistakes and, and I'm telling you now, God is rewriting your story. From a story of pain to a story of purpose. From, from a story of failure to a story of freedom. 
He's writing a beautiful story in your life. And it's, I, I want you to know it's, there's, it's a happy ending. Your story has a happy ending. It may have started with, with wrong God pictures. And, and people who showed you not the love of God. But today is a new day. And your life is a new life. I want you to accept it. Receive it right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.